Hey everybody, this is So Many Sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I'm Garrett. And I'm David. And we're not going to waste any time today because we've been waiting to talk about this one for a long time. Very long time. My Black Widow on the show today. Marvel is back on the big screen. This movie has been delayed over a year. It was supposed to come out in spring 2020. It finally came out uh, July 9th on Disney Plus Premiere Access and in theaters. Let's jump into it. How did everybody feel going back into the first Marvel movie in two years? The first one since Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, gosh. I don't know. How do we decide who gets to go first? David's um, whoever wants to. I'll go first. Then. David, you saw it first. So, yeah, why don't you go? I first? did see it first. I it on a Thursday night preview. Uh, you know, yeah, two years, a long time uh, for a Marvel movie in general. This movie had a long delay, as my wife put on uh, Facebook, when this movie was supposed to come out. <laughs> we weren't even pregnant. Right. And when it did come out, we had to have a sitter. So that's a long period of time. Life comes at you fast. For a movie. Um, and in and I have to say, you know, personally, I you know, this you know, this movie could have come out at any time, really. It could have come out in 2013, 2014. I mean, an argument can be made it should have been one of the movies building up to the original Avengers movie. Uh, to set up all of those characters. But, uh, oops, sorry about that. Here we are, finally, all this time later, getting uh, the some backstory and some new stuff for Natasha Romanoff, one of the original six Avengers in the movies. And I got to say, I think it's pretty cool. It was pretty nice. I think, I think um, there is a certain subset of the MCU that's a bit more, I don't want to say... I don't want to say realistic, but I'll say a little bit more grounded, a little bit more intimate. Um, and this kind of fits in there with uh, sort of uh, Winter Soldier and uh, maybe Captain America Civil War. Um, I would say Ant-Man. Yeah, and I'm not saying they're not fantastical. They have their fantastical elements. We'll get into some of that here in a bit. But a little bit more smaller scale stories than, say, you know, your Thors and your, and your, and your, and your Avengers movies and your guardians of the galaxies and such. So I thought it was really cool. I thought, um, the cast was a lot of fun. Uh, I thought that the story was really interesting to a point. I had some things where I was uh, a little disappointed with some of the choices, but overall, I think it was a long time coming and I'm never going to be upset to get a new, uh, Marvel movie. So yeah, uh, I agree. I think that uh, for me, I, it, this is a movie, you know, a two year delay. But like you said, David, people, me included, have been wanting a Black Widow movie for so long. Um, but upon reflection, I'm really glad that we didn't get one early because for a very long time, in my opinion, Black Widow has been the most intriguing Avenger since simply just because we don't know a ton about her. Um I don't know how familiar you guys are with the comics. I have a big encyclopedia, so I've read a little bit. Um, I know that she comes from a, 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 yeah, what do you call it? A tortured background. Um, I knew a little bit about the sister storyline that you see in Black Widow, but I don't really know a ton. Um, And most casual fans probably have no idea. So to see that is really intriguing. And what I really liked about this story is it came out at a time when Black Widow, everybody knows her at, at this point in time, us as fans included, because we've grown up with her. And so, you know, she's at that peak, she's at that height, and then everything happens. And then all of a sudden, everything's gone and she's on the run and she's nothing and nobody. And 
but still living up to her namesake when she's recognized. So it was just really interesting to see her go from the very, very top instantly to the very, very bottom and on the run with just almost no resources. And I thought that was a really interesting dynamic uh, to get more of her background was a big payoff. Um, I think it was just really well done. Uh, even if you wanted it earlier, I think that this is the good time for it because we are so connected to that character. I really liked it because <clears throat> I liked its grittiness. I think it had like, I, I loved how it was shot for starters. A lot of it was like very handheld, very almost documentary like, and, and you see the characters transformations very, very thoroughly. And that's what I loved about it. And I love the fact that like, it's, there's such unity within, within the, these four people, even though they haven't seen each other for 21 years, you know, give or take, but the chemistry is really good. I think everybody is cast very well. I think uh, my personal favorite was David Harbour. I love David Harbour in any scene that he was in. Um, but all in all, like, it's kind of, I would say it's kind of a different take for Marvel. And I like that. You know, it's not like, it's not so much of this, uh, it's not so much of this, this regular formulaic stuff that we've been getting, but almost like, this is like a standalone film purely for Black Widow. And that's what I loved mainly about this. And everyone, like the action's great. Everyone in the cast is very well done. There were some, there were some times when I almost leapt out of my seat because there were several, I guess you would call them like jump scares. Almost. <laughs> you can't pull that crap when I was sitting next to you. You did fly out of your seat. No, I that I mean I I almost did, did. Yeah, yeah, you did. Are you talking about that one um almost jump scare that comes towards the end of a infamous song? Not infamous, but famous song. No, no. he's talking about the first appearance of the taskmaster. Oh yeah. yeah, that was a little uh, a little sudden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were several times throughout this movie where it just I think what I liked about it is it, it there were moments where it didn't feel like a superhero movie because yes. while while Black Widow is a superhero, she's not. She is just a regular human being who is a badass assassin. Like her life is a normal life. Um, she's not a rich person. She's not Tony Stark. She's just a, a, a girl who was forced into this situation at a young age and has lived a life. And so you, you get to see that and feel that. And you don't really see that with a lot of other people because they have some kind of supernatural power associated with them. She doesn't. She is just a person who can kick your ass because she's good at it. A well-trained super spy. Josh, what do you think? International super spy. I love the movie uh, quite a lot. I, I think it's a... Uh... I really think it's a top tier Marvel movie. It felt very refreshing compared to what we've been getting. And that's not a knock on what we've been getting. It was just different. You know, the past several Marvel movies have been space and aliens and just totally out there stuff. And I, that's great. But it was very nice to bring it back to Earth, literally, um, and not stray into the scroll and and what the Guardians are doing and things like that. I enjoyed it. I really like when 
Marvel goes the spy thriller route. Um, Captain America and the Winter Soldier is one of my favorite Marvel movies for the that exact reason. I think they really excel in that genre. It's like it's like Marvel does Jason Bourne or something. And that's really fun to me. I do agree with the general sentiment that this movie, I wish it had been made several years ago because for a few reasons, story-wise, obviously, uh, spoilers, um, it is hard to understand the stakes for Natasha when we know her character's fate already. And that makes some of the other characters a tad more interesting than her in this mm -hmm. film because we don't know their future, but we know that they will have one um, in the in the universe. Um, you know, we know that we know Natasha's going to get out of this just fine. Um, but we're worried she, about what I was going to say. But what is she going to learn from this? What is she going to learn from it? Um, what does she take away? into her yeah how does how does this um cause her to evolve into her next appearance chronologically in mm -hmm. in game or infinity war so that's all interesting um i love seeing the the glimpse into her past with this family that mm -hmm. she has and how she struggles to um feel connected to them and their own um <laughs> dysfunctionality they're they're like not your typical dysfunctional family but in a way they are um you've got your overly egotistical dad uh you've got the troublemaker younger sister and you've got the mom who's um just hold always, it together always trying to hold everything together <laughs> right um so I, I like that um that i thought their family dynamic worked really well they are, Andrew, you said your standout was um, David Harbour's Alexei character, the Red, the Red Guardian, mm -hmm. uh, Russia's answer to Captain America. The Red Guardian. Um, Yelena was my favorite character. Uh, I thought she was a lot of fun. I thought Florence Pugh plays off of Scarlett Johansson really well. Like they really have a sisterly dynamic that was fun to watch. Yeah. And I'm so stoked to see her. Um, continue in the in the universe um but everyone was really great in the movie i thought it was it was fun it was action-packed and i wish that we could have more black widow movies but because of the timeline we well cannot <laughs> at the very least we can't have more natasha romanoff movies i know and that's what i want it's like they finally gave us some cool natasha stuff and then mm -hmm. oh yeah we killed her <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, in theory, if Scarlett Johansson was willing to do it, they could always do more. Well, prequels. that's true, but I think but, I think we also know that she's not. Anymore. I don't think they want to do that. No, I think she's done, if I understand correctly. I I agree with you in the fact that this could this should have come out like just before Endgame, or not Endgame, uh, Infinity War. I think if this movie came out before Infinity War, it probably could fit right there. Um. It absolutely but, could fit right there, mainly because of the timeline, but also because I don't, you know, we don't get a lot out of Black Widow in those movies um, in terms of real character development. We get at least not in an Infinity War. We get, you know, what what her ultimate fate is, but 
everything we've learned about Natasha, we pretty much have already found out by the time Endgame comes out. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I uh, to, to to echo what you said, Josh, I don't think there's really a weak performance in the movie. If I had to pick my favorite, it might be Alexi the Pig. Um, <laughs> he was a pretty, pretty standout to me. Um, no, you know, the um, oh, man, it's so... In the, one of the most interesting aspects of this movie for me was how, and I think this speaks to them bringing in a director like Kate Shoreland, who's not really overly familiar with the, the MCU is what she's stated before, but Scarlett really wanted her to work on this project. So she comes in with a really fresh dynamic is they really kind of take a few moments here and there to deconstruct what Natasha's character is like, what her role is. Um, there's a lot of mocking her, um, yeah, style and superhero antics and um there's a lot of and then there's a lot of like conversations about like hey you know you're an avenger and like it's it's repeatedly thrown at her like uh whether it be a good thing or a bad thing hey you know like you know uh, we're really proud of you. you grew up and you became an avenger or you know whether it's the bad guy bringing up like do you know what i could do with you under my under my 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 sway um and I like that while it's brought up a lot, it's not like it's not like that's all she's hanging her hat on personally. I feel like she has more invested. I like that what this movie does is it gives you a little bit more closure. And I think it honestly, I think it informs her decision making in Avengers Endgame. Um, to get into spoiler territory, I think that it seems highly likely that one or all of uh of the of of this new this group in Natasha's family were uh were lost in the snap um mainly because uh the post post credit scene so if you haven't seen it yet this is really where you don't want to stop watching we see Elena again and Elena to me doesn't look like she's aged five age five years so she may have just come back just to find out that while I was what in in a moment for me my uh, my sister's gone Mm-hmm. Um, since since mm-hmm. that appears to be the case. And so I think if going into Avengers Endgame, Natasha's thinking, I lost one family and I lost one or part of my other family, it kind of informs her decision-making to want to sacrifice herself yeah. to bring all of that back because she, you know, you see what I'm saying there? Like it almost adds more uh, weight to that decision and the decision to not let Clint do that because she wants him to have that moment. Whereas she kind of realizes that she can't go back and have those moments again with her family and even with her Avengers family, but Clint can still have those moments now. So that's very, I think that's a very interesting aspect when you think about it, that it's, that definitely seems to be the case. Right. Um, I did like the family dynamic in this a lot, um, just from a character standpoint. Uh, not, I mean, they all interacted well, but like if you look at the dynamic itself, you have the two parents who are the Red Guardian and a, and a scientist for an evil man, right? They're bad people, but they have to be, they're on this undercover mission, and so they have to be parents, but they don't want to be necessarily. Uh, you have Natasha, who is what they said it was a three-year mission when we're whenever we come meet them so she was probably six she's old enough to know the situation and has grown with it but then you have um elena who was three when everything started so everything for her is real 
she doesn't know about the bigger picture that all three of them know. And so there's a moment in this where uh, Rachel Weiss's character, I can't remember her name, um, said something like, how did you keep your heart to uh, Natasha? And, and I started thinking about it. I was like, you know, Yelena has a, is like the heart of Black Widow because you see how they interacted as kids. And because, in my opinion, Natasha had to keep this going on, but had to, it, her, her sister relationship was real, that real emotion and connection, she was able to have that a lot of those people in her situation don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that really informs a lot of her decision and plays into why this family is so important to everybody. They just don't necessarily know it until they realize it. Um, so those mo- there's a moment where, um, you know, Florence Pugh gives a great performance about how everything was real to her when everyone was talking about how it was fake. And then, at, and then you have that connection at the end between Natasha and Yelena. And that is a very powerful connection too. Um, and they deliver it so well. And it just really informs how that family dynamic works. Even if they all were like, eh, it's nothing. It really meant something. And so that was really good to see. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's all oh, yeah. I got. I was just reading something that I think Josh, uh, you and Garrett, I think will find interesting. Uh, Kevin Feige, uh, when asked about how this film would work as a prequel, um, knowing what you know, uh, he, he likened it to uh, better call Saul, which is a prequel to breaking bad. He says, because it was a wonderful example of a prequel that almost completely stands on its own, but informs you about so many things you didn't know before. Uh, And I think that's, I think that's great. There's obviously a lot of callbacks here to things that have been said in, in, said um, in reference to Black Widow's past Um, Loki in uh, you know, another great, another big show going on right now, Loki in the first Avengers movie brings up Drakov's daughter says, uh, says that those very words as a way to insinuate that Black Widow has not moved on from everything in her past. And so I really think, I really like that they, went back and pulled that thread and said, well, let's get into what is Drakoff's daughter. What does that mean? Um, and use that as kind of the crux of this story. Um, I just, if, if go ahead, Josh. I was just going to, I was just saying, I do, I do like that. What Feige said. Yeah. Um, I'm going to help out people. Uh, if you haven't seen Falcon and winter soldier, I suggest it. It's not necessary, but it really is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Andrew. Um, it it really adds to a little bit of a, a thing that happens in the movie. I don't want to spoil that, but it really adds to a level of excitement. All I can say is, and this is mainly for David, we all, we, the three of us watched it. Garrett and, I, Garrett and I's shock was way different from Andrew's shock. Yeah. Who was seeing this for the, for the very first time. That's yeah. right. I'm and sure. we were like, oh my gosh, it's that person. And yeah. What is this actor doing here? Yeah. He was just like, Julie, Julie Dreyfus. <laughs> right. Had no idea the bigger connection. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say. And I'm sitting there like, oh, my God. You like, guys might agree like, with me on this, but I kind of like the introduction in Falcon on Their Shoulder better than this. And so, well, I'm so one thing that we got that I was, first. I was curious about afterward is, how, do you think they altered anything about this post credit sequence because of how the pandemic caused this release schedule to unfold. Do you think they intended the Valentina character to be introduced in this movie or be- in the show? I believe so. I believe she was meant to be introduced here because also um, I think other than like, I think other than a few like touch-ups and stuff in terms of like visual effects, 
I think Kevin Feige said that the movie hadn't been did they didn't re-edit it over That's, the like from when here, they originally had here's it. my only qualm with that and I just thought of this is this movie were to have come out original well I guess it would have come out um after Endgame wouldn't it yeah it would have okay. come well, out never it would have come out May of 2020 um right. and Falcon and the Winter Soldier would have come out still this year so it would have I mean it, there would have been a gap between well I guess I guess the thing is too we don't know who or what who else might show up in like Shang-Chi or the Eternals which also were scheduled to come out last year before. or Loki let's not forget I mean they have already proven that they can tie the these Disney Plus shows with their universe so all of these shows might have something to do with the movies at some point in time I don't see why they wouldn't and I mean, theoretically, I don't want to get too deep into it because I don't want to spoil the show and I don't want to spoil too much of the movie. But the character that you see at the end, based on all of that, implies that a character from Falcon and Winter Soldier will also become important in the movies down the line as well. Well, and that a character from Black Widow may make an appearance in the Hawkeye show. Yeah. Yes. Or that's, another. Show. That's what I was Three thinking that... Um, that we may now know who the antagonist is in the Hawkeye show set to come out later this year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very, Very interesting stuff. Now I was going to say this before, but uh, we kind of got talking about other things. Normally I don't approve of shaming someone, but we boo this man, boo Andrew, boo this man. He's boo not this seen. Man. I don't he know. He's not seen anything. Disney <laughs> Plus. Hardly. And have you seen the Mandalorian been out for years now. Look, I'm gonna call I'm, it, I'm saying it to I'm your face Andrew, through this television. Fork over screen. the $7.99, you bum. You're a terrible fan. <laughs> oh kicked him out. He left. Terrible. Look, we have lived What kind of friends a, are you? We this have lived over here in suffering. a pandemic for over a year. Why aren't you watching TV like everyone else? This man's too busy watching Bridge Over the River Kwai for the 50th time. Oh man! But that being said, what friends are you? He's over at your house all the time. You can't pop on the Mandalorian. We try. We can't because we're ahead of him. Because we don't wait. Uh, you know, a week and a half. It's it's it's. Hey Andrew, have you watched the new episode of Loki yet? No. Well, I guess we have to shut finger. up now. <laughs> he changed his name to Middle Finger. Oh. Um, David, you said something that you had some story problems. What were what were your story problems? My story problems are are, are simply this. Um, Back yet, coward. <laughs> my story dramas are simply this um this is a cold take it's gonna i'm i have not looked at any of the response online okay and so i i know that but i have no doubt this is a this is a complaint cold take the reveal we're in super spoiler territory now the reveal of who the taskmaster is um i found underwhelming but only because i completely saw it coming um i could see where uh, some might not but basically, and this is this, I'm not, this is not me trying to brag. This is just me being honest from the first trailer. I thought, you know, it'd be interesting if the taskmaster was a woman in this incarnation, because this is, you know, black widow and they're bringing in, uh, they're bringing in, you know, a uh, younger black widow. And we got uh, Rachel Weiss who appears to be playing an older black widow. It'd be interesting if taskmaster was also a woman. And then as they kept mentioning Drakov's daughter, I went, Oh, Drifkoff's daughter is probably going to be the Taskmaster if that's the case. Like you just so, so sure smart, enough, don't you? huh? You just think you're so smart, don't you? you no, know, the 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 I never the, saw uh, that coming. 
the uh, the you know the wonder of me, right? That's uh, that's something we learned about. Uh, or what is it? Is the the the, the I don't know. Uh, yeah, I I I figured that out fairly early on. Um, I don't blame anybody for not figuring it out, but I just because I already had that in my head of I think the Taskmaster is going to be a woman in this incarnation. I was already looking for it, and when they kept, if they'd only mentioned Dracov's daughter once, I might not have thought about it. But they show her, you know, in in, a, in an extended moment, and it just made it just made all the sense the further they went with it. So um, I can already see, I can already hear it, I already imagine it. People comparing it to the Iron Man three Mandarin reveal of it's not the real character. Why would you tease it as the character from the comics when it's not going to be? And I'm already tired of that take, and I haven't even seen it yet. So. Just let it be what that's what they wanted to do. All right. You can't complain that it's not comic book accurate or that the, her powers don't work the same because, you know, it's not the same guy. It's, I, not, it's not the same character. So get over it. I will confirm to you that I have seen some of the Internet discourse and the comic book fans are mad about the Taskmaster and they do compare it to the Mandarin. So, yeah, I, I, I don't uh, know anything about the Taskmaster. I, don't know and I was perfectly happy with it. You know, Tony I didn't Mandarin, care one way or another. Very no. interesting character. Very interesting character. Hopefully, I mean, it'd be cool one day if we do get it. You know, a real version well, of. I don't even like that comparison, Taskmaster. Because, but, but I'm fine with this. Just because of who the Taskmaster is didn't change the fact that she remained threatening. No, my, my issue with the Mandarin was that it sucked all the fear out of him when you found yeah. out he was just an actor. Like that's, that's why that's, that's lame. That's 100. percent I'm I'm totally with you. Different on that. story. This is I, this is not the same kind of bait and switch. This is a oh. this is a reveal that is a, that is established and held up by the details given to you in the film. Yeah. It might come a little out of left field for some. I could see that, but um, if you're watching, if you watch on a second viewing, I think you'll pick up on those details. Um, well, and here's the deal with comic yeah. book fans. With with all with all my respect to comic book fans, don't because I don't I don't want them don't on my us. bad side. But like, this is Garrett. the casual fan doesn't know. And Marvel, as a as a movie no, no. studio, is trying to make money, and they will tell their story. And so I get that they can be frustrated and frustrating for people who are really involved in those comic books. But you have to look at it from a different perspective of that. Most people in this world have no idea who the Taskmaster is. I would consider myself above a casual fan of Marvel movies and Marvel stuff, but I don't know who the Taskmaster was. I'm not even confident they said the name of that character in this movie because I didn't remember. But And comic um, book canon is blown up and changed all the time in storylines, so it's weird to me the things that they get angry about in terms of adaptation to film. I mean, comic book fans are literally right now, right now, loving and obsessing about how there's variations on characters and <laughs> yeah. how those things exist and how there's the what if you, you know uh, series where things like what if blank was blank and what if this happened this way and beyond that the things like the spider verse why can't you just accept that hey this is this character if blank happened and yeah. these things didn't happen just just just, just well, you know fandoms it. today they go in with a movie to a movie with an expectation and if their expectation isn't met perfectly then they get mad about it all that said i really wanted grant ward from agents of shield to be the mcu's uh, taskmaster that keep really him away from everything I never did it um did it there you go there's taskmaster oh i love that comic nice, book version cool. So do we have a very interesting uh, character, but uh, we'll have to wait to see that story. And, you know, because of the the universes they have, it doesn't mean that the Taskmaster in its original form 
can't show up at some yeah. point in time. Who knows what they have in mind? But perfect like, bag yeah, for Hawkeye. Just yeah. buckle up, guys. If you were, if it was everything that you thought it would be, that would be boring, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, you would complain that it was predictable. Any final thoughts on the movie before we move on? As we're starting to run low on time here. Uh, none for me. Uh, I really dug it. I don't know where it's going to sit in my MCU list. Yeah, I don't know that yet. I'm thinking I think towards the middle, but I don't know if it's in the Go top for it, ten. Andrew. Yeah, I'm going to say I don't have anything else to say. Oh, then why'd you raise your hand? Go, Josh. You know what? Go, 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 go. What What do we got next? We got who does? I I did have one small thing, and it's just it's more of a funny thing. Um, I enjoyed that the main cast in this movie is act in terms of actors are not Russian and they all had Russian accents that were pretty good. And this uh, cinematic universe doesn't often have a good relationship with accents. Elizabeth Olsen. (laughs) (laughs) So I I like that they did pretty well. (laughs) They weren't laughably bad at all. Um, So I guess, yeah, that's it for that discussion. Let's move on to, uh, we're recording this before opening weekend is done, so I know David doesn't have the full range of stats, but you should have some uh, Thursday night preview stats, right? Yes, I do. I have uh, Thursday night previews brought in 13.2 million. That's the best of the pandemic, uh, which is still ongoing, but uh, much better now. Uh, And then opening day numbers for July 9th, 2021, uh, 39.5 million opening day, which is the uh, again the biggest uh, of anything since the pandemic. Again, actually, it's not a fairly unnormal number number for a Marvel movie. I read that um, that's the biggest with that kind of 2019. With that kind of opening day, you're looking at a on the low end in the 90 millions for an opening. Uh, on the highest end, maybe uh, maybe or like 105 to 110. I'm, I'm going to say maybe like 97 million dollars opening weekend um, is my best guess. Uh, but that's it. That's all I got. I mean, uh, and I, I won't uh, bore you with uh, the details of uh, whether or not that's like the best opening day or one, or right. something like that uh, for the year by place two. Yeah, but I'll tell you this: it's better than Fast Nine just did, which just came out. So it's going to be kind of an interesting race in the summer here to see how black widow paces with fast nine in the U S and internationally. And other than that, it's time for the letterbox game, which goes to Josh this week. Sweet. Let's get those guesses out there. Where do you think this movie's going to be understanding that it's only been out for a couple days. So it's going to be a pretty volatile score. It could rate rise or lower as more viewers catch it. I'm going to go with 3.7. Ooh, I was going to go with 3.8. Okay, we got a three seven and three eight. So that box and so my game's off. Um, oh no! What do you think? Um, what did we say? Three point seven and three point eight. Well, it's a question of whether or not I want to go higher or lower. Right. Oh, I'm probably not correct. So three point eight. <laughs> um. Uh. So it's so man. I, I the safe bet is just go either three point nine or three point six. Uh, I will say, I'll say 3.6. Okay. Okay. Three, eight, three, seven, and three, six. Did I get that right? Yep. Cool. Good. So the winner this week, and it was a nail biter. It was decided at the last minute, actually. Oh, uh, crap. Because one of you got it exactly right. And that person is David, who got Woo! the 3.6. I thought Andrew might pull it out because he was only off by 0.1, but 
Not today, bud. Not today. Sorry, uh, folks. Sorry, folks. You you tried your best, but you can't compete with the letterbox king. Uh, <laughs> I am the best when it comes to this game. Uh, I mean, the the the, the numbers don't reflect that because I'm tied with Josh, <laughs> but. In truth, I am the best. I'm living in your heads rent-free, uh, and it's roomy in there. I'm living like a king. Well, uh, it yeah, is, it's definitely roomy in Andrew's head. But up, 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 up. Like, uh, so that brings it. Me and Josh tied with six. Garrett behind with five, and Andrew with three. Uh, get Andrew's about to get mercy ruled in this game. Um, please uh, come back next week and watch me thrash y'all again. Yeah. Although I'll be hosting, so unfortunately I'll be thrashing you verbally as opposed to. That's Bring it. That's it. That's it. Bring what, are, it. what are our scores? I'm gonna give it a hard for me. I'm gonna give it a four. four. Okay. Oh gosh, that's scary because I want to go a little higher. <laughs> I'm gonna go four and a half. I can't quite. I mean, honestly, it's a five star movie as far as entertainment, but I think when I factor in everything, I I will settle at four and a half begrudgingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a five star experience. I mm-hmm. think. But I think I need to see it at least one more time before I can make the call of I, if I believe it is a perfect movie in my mind. So I will also go with a 4.5, giving us a 4.25 score. Yeah, that's not too bad. Nope. I think that's pretty good. It was exciting. Wow, it's exciting to talk about Marvel again, huh? I know. Eventually, we're going to have to do that big tier list, that big uh, oh, yeah. you know, official list of how we rank. I don't know if we should aggregate it or if we should just look at what, uh, what each of us have, have put together. Uh, or maybe just the top ten. Who knows? Yeah, I think the top ten. We'll have to have a, like one of our old roundtable discussions where we just kind of duke it out and make a final a list among the four of us. Is it a Marvel movie? No. Is it a Marvel themed? Yes. Yes. We got to do it with Marvel and with Pixar, like we talked about when we reviewed Luca, which you can find in our uh, podcast feed. But that wraps it up for us this week. Find us online um, on all your favorite social media apps and wherever you get podcasts and YouTube. You can find all those links at so many sequels.com. Go check it out. Let us know what you thought of Black Widow. Uh, go see it in a theater. You're going you're gonna to want to see it in a the theater. So go do that. If you can. All right. Bye.